podcast coming to you from the beautiful, beautiful outdoors in Westwood, New Jersey. I would first like to introduce our wonderful guest we have, a former teammate of mine and great friend, Eric Santiago. Eric, welcome to the desk of the show. Thank you. It's a great honor. Uh, I've always wanted to do a podcast, so I'm very humble. Thank you for having me. There you go. Here's your chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the the main stage, as they say. On the bucket list? Yeah. Actually, no, honestly, it is. Maybe I would want to start my own. I was just talking about that, so we'll see what happens. If it goes well, if the people like me. You know, we'll see what happens. He tells a, Go ahead, buddy. Eric's a good friend of ours, so we're happy to have him on the show. Today we got a good one for you. Um, first things first, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, Hung Up Podcast. Uh, we got the NBA wrap-up of the finals. We got some Kobe versus Braun. Well, not verse, the debate, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. just the beef going Yeah, we can right do that now. too, though, man. Uh, where's Braun? Braun going. Mm-hmm. Some Kyrie talk, some uh, MLB, and then we're going to talk some Ovi, because mm-hmm. great stuff there coming from Ovechkin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let's get into it first. Um, NBA Finals. I'm sorry, hold on, can I curse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, curse. I'll just keep it minimal. Yeah, I'll it. keep it minimal. I'm just asking, you know what I'm saying? You know what it is? Some people, they don't like to show us love, like company, like companies or sponsorships teams, and, and whatnot. They don't like the whole, uh, you know, the F-bombs. Yeah, yeah, So, so yeah, limit yeah. that, limit that. I'm just saying, just in case it slips, I don't want to. But there you go. I got you. Go for it. Yeah, sure. okay. So NBA Finals, Cavs get swept in four. Mm-hmm. Um, some surprise, some not, if you were expecting a 4-1. I wasn't. Surprised. I was a little disappointed. I would hope at least one game. I do understand it, though. I mean, you know, we've never really seen a team like this. So, But he did give up second half of game four. I don't care what anyone says. You could get all these pundits on the TV. I love LeBron. I'm a diehard LeBron fan. You can't find a, a bad word about me for him. You know what I mean? But he definitely gave up. I was a little disappointed in that. But honestly, I could understand his frustration. He was a bit overweight. Uh, he have was to understand. He was overwhelmed, and he was undermanned. And, you know, I, I just think personally – you're a competitor. We're all competitors at this table. I never gave up in any game ever. I was losing by 70 to Bosco. I never gave up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just me. So Just the way and, – and everybody jumps all over people about this, but you owe it, it's, it's the comparison that's always going to be made. I don't see Michael Jordan checking himself out or Kobe Bryant checking himself out of a game mm-hmm. down as many, bad to get swept, whatever. I don't see – especially if you're leaving the city that you're, you're, you're playing for. So it, it, it takes nothing away from the greatness of his playoff streak. It just, you know, it leaves a, a bad taste in my it mouth does. about it. It leaves a bad taste. Mm-hmm. And like Eric said, I understand the frustration. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get all that. But for me, that was probably the one negative thing I do have to say. Because I don't think that Jordan or Kobe, even though at the end of the day I think LeBron's a better player, I don't think either of them would have acted in that manner. Mm-hmm. I think obviously they would have been frustrated. Kobe would have got swept. Yeah, Kobe would have yeah. got swept. You put Kobe on that team, he would have got swept. 100%. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not saying that to defend LeBron. What I, this is why it's the most disappointing thing is because we watched LeBron James have single-handedly one of the greatest postseasons we've seen, right. Right? right? At least in my lifetime. I personally can't off the top of my head remember anyone having a better postseason, not even LeBron. And we've seen great LeBron for performances. From, from game one, he really had to carry the team. He had two seven-game series, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, he did everything he had to do. He had a couple game-winning shots. Even if you're going to get swept, you're going to lose. Go out like a champion, right? Yeah. You've won before. You've been there. You know. Uh, it's, it's just so tough, though. I mean, know. I don't care. I, if you're down 22, it just spoils that. It left, spoils though. that postseason a little bit for me. Losing it doesn't spoil it for me because yeah. I anticipated all along he would lose, right? As much as I love him, I always give him a chance. Yeah. Not a big chance, but I give him a chance, too, right? You know. It's the one thing, man. He's always been. He's always had that little bit of a baby side to him. Yeah. He's always yeah. had that. I'm not he's, gonna knock anything else about him. He's the perfect embodiment of what they say is the quote unquote like the millennial athlete, the right. new age, the progressive. He's very progressive. He's outspoken. He's you know a mogul. He does everything. But even down to that science, in a sense, he's you know maybe a little entitled or whatever the case may be, as they like to say. So I don't know, man. You know, I I need to put an end to the Kevin Durant and. LeBron comparison. All these people saying Kevin Durant's. I don't think anyone with the brain is trying to compare the two moves. I just don't know what. No, 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 not the moves. The player, the skill set. The skill set. Not this. All right. How do I put this? A lot of people after the finals, Kevin Durant wins his two finals MVP, whatever. They're saying that oh, uh, he's number one in the world. It's not LeBron. I'm tired of hearing that. But that's a that's a. uh, What I'm gonna say about that is I think LeBron is the most gifted athlete we've ever seen. But when it comes to scoring. Kevin Durant is the best scorer yes, I've ever seen. Not I wouldn't saying, say he's the best scorer. He's at, he's the most efficient scorer, and he's probably the purest scorer. But I'd say the best scorer is still Kobe, even though he chucked a lot. There are shots I've seen Kobe hit that no other player in NBA history, including Jordan, could not hit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't care what anyone what says. That Curry? Curry hits 30-foot shots, right? And that's why we'll, I want to talk about that, too, why Curry's more important than Durant, even though Durant is better than Curry. But we'll, we'll go back to that. What I'm saying is LeBron... 
obviously is not a better scorer than Durant. Durant is superior. Right. His efficiency, his his range, his free throw consistency. Durant's basically um, like the best one-on-one player you can Best get. one-on-one player. And he could be a spot-up shooter. And he could cut. And he could do everything. Creative He's lame. Shots. He plays defense better than LeBron at this point in his career, right? But all that being said, one, he's functioning within a bubble where you can not get double teamed essentially yeah. because of pieces around you, right? That's one. And two, Kevin Durant is also functioning as a scorer and almost purely a scorer. He's not a facilitator. You know, obviously he rebounds, he defends, but I'm saying on that end, he doesn't facilitate. So when you're when you're taking shots and getting good looks because you're you're open a lot, obviously you're gonna have better opportunities. Now, in OKC was also very efficient, so I guess right. that's kind of you know yeah. speaks to him as a testament. I think it's really you know it's close though. I love Durant again. Before he left, Durant was a one of my favorite players I in the league. I wish I could love him, but I can't. I can't yeah. get myself. Yeah. To love. Billy, Billy great, mentioned earlier. He's, he's a great off-the-court guy. Like, there's nothing to dislike about him as a, as a person because he's you, active in his community. I don't community. agree with the move. His hair. His hair. His hair. <laughs> okay, he doesn't brush his hair. He needs to brush his hair. So, so whoever his wife is, I know. Not his wife. He has a girlfriend. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, this. I, saw in the that WNBA. After the game. I don't know who she is. She's tall. So pro, she might be in the A. Yeah, I don't know. All game. I'm saying, he looked around. He thought he was being slick. He wasn't. Okay, he wasn't being slick. But with that being said, she needs to be like, yo, honey, let me comb your hair. I love you. Okay, because he needs to comb his hair for the culture. That's just how I feel. Here's my question, though. Is, like, people are trying to put Kevin Durant in the – he's the best player in the uh, in the league right now. I don't know if Kevin Durant will ever have a time period in his career where he will be the best player. All right, so you want to have that discussion. Kobe was never the best player in the NBA. Maybe for a year. Maybe. I think once LeBron retires, then it, but think about you it got has Andy to be KD coming up. You got no KD's better you than got AD. Kawhi. If KD's, Kawhi stays healthy, I want to punch better. you. Kawhi KD is not better. KD. I'm saying though, LeBron is gonna be best player in the best player in the league for at least another two years. One right. to two, First of all, maybe three. We could hope. I mean, you never know with the injuries. Kobe fell off a plane because in 2013 Kobe averaged 27 six and six, yeah. and in 2014 he played 10 games or something yeah. like that. So you never know when the injury is gonna come. I keep bringing Kobe up just because I don't know. There's so it's just the most relevant comparison. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Uh, I don't like what he's doing lately. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that too, I assume, right? So, but anyways, I don't know, man. I, I like KD. I think he will end up being the best player in the league. I don't think he'll hold the title for very long. He's already, what, 28, 29 is KD? I think so. 2007 he was drafted, 11 years pro, 19. He should be about 30 years old or so, roughly. Uh-huh. So, with that being said, he's someone that his skill set could 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 last him. He has a little bit of right. a post game now. He can shoot. You know, uh, he doesn't need to be athletic because he's so long. And he stayed healthy too. He had those foot problems early in his career. So I think it was he one season, healthy. right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't consider him injury prone at all. Right. Curry, the other hand, you know. So what were you saying about Curry being more important? How would you? All right. So, I agree. I agree with you, but I want to know what your all right, so, stance is on that. As pure basketball players, I would take Kevin Durant and build my team around Kevin Durant before I would build my team around Stephen Curry. Personally, okay. because I like the defensive end of it. I think the rebounding, a 6'11 freak that could shoot like that, you take the most unique player you can, right? Which right. is why KP is also very, even though he may not be the best young player, he's the most intriguing young player, mm-hmm. right? So with that being said, Curry is incredible. But the reason Curry could win 73 games that year, and if you put KD on that team, they don't, is just because Curry in terms of the system, is so much more important because he stretches the floor to 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Not that Kevin Durant isn't capable of it, because I do think Kevin Durant could consistently hit a shot from deep I if he wanted that, yeah. to, but he just doesn't. He doesn't take it. He doesn't have the goal to do it. Right. So that's what really propelled Curry. Well, he, he had a 50-45-90 season when they won. He scored 30 points a game and averaged 50-45-90 on his efficiency. <clears throat> Durant's, never, stats, huh? Durant's never been 50-40-90 in his career. He's been very close. <clears throat> yeah, I am. I try to be good with stats. So, Are you more of a manalytics guy or more of a stats guy? I'm a bit of a mix. I personally think it's the eye test, right? So I want to watch you play. I want to see because sometimes numbers don't tell everything. Like Michael right. Porter Jr., you look at his numbers, he was hurt. He came back early, but from the injury, he looks bad. But if you saw him in high school and you watched him play, he's an athletic freak. So you know, there's a lot of players like that that you really can't watch. So, what about you, Bill? Are you a manalytics guy? Uh, I'm the, I'm kind of the same. I like I like looking at the eye test, and then analytics just help you right. kind of reconfirm what you saw mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. give you an insight to something else that you may have not seen yeah, before. Um, kind of like I guess Kobe Bryant. You know, you watch him, but then you know if you're inefficient, that kind of changes everything. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to watch them and be like, okay, this guy fits. This guy's doing well. Analytics versus analytics. If we're gonna talk Kobe one more time, because <clears throat> we're gonna transition. <clears throat> Excuse me, these allergies get me. You're good, man. So you're good. I feel you. Uh. What I was going to say? Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, analytics. analytics. Most people would see his numbers, see his efficiency, his lack of assists, and say, wow, he was probably a bad teammate. But I I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a lot of guys that didn't enjoy playing with Kobe. 
I think guys are willing to play with Kobe. He's a great leader in a lot of senses. Right. He does a lot of things. He's going to pull you out when you need it. So I think players respect Kobe to the utmost. So if you look at purely analytics, Kobe's way better than analytics would suggest just because of not that Mamba mentality. I don't really buy into that so much, but I don't <clears> just his desire to win, his competitiveness. Right. People have had it before. People will have it again. It's not just a Mamba mentality. Right, Jordan right. had it. Plenty That's of just players. His brand. That's just, yeah, it's a good branding, I mean? though. Mm-hmm. Well, before uh, we're, we're getting into the where to LeBron thing, um, just before we get into that, I'm sure you're going to mention the Knicks, but as a Knicks fan, what are you looking for this offseason? What would you like to see? The growth? The <coughs> coach? What are your goals? Long term, short term? What are you looking at there? I don't want KP to play at all. I don't want to play a single. Not a minute. <clears throat> not a minute. <clears throat> Why don't you just trade him. No, I do not want to trade him. All right, this is what I feel about KP. I think trade I do not want to trade him. Trade him. Trade him. For no. what? He's hurt. You're not going to get max soft. out of him. The guy's soft. He's KP. always tired. Trade him. You're lucky there's something in my throat, so I can't go trade him. right now. Get look, rid of him. We're not trading KP, and this is why you don't trade KP. You look at the tra- – I've had this discussion with Billy before. He loves Devin Booker, and I love Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker's a heck of a player. He asked me one time, would you trade Devin Booker for KP? Maybe, you know, you know, something in there, fillers or whatever. But, you know, more or less, that's the center of the trade. I said, no. Because I think Devin Booker fits the mold of what the modern NBA player is. He's an athletic guy. He can move side to side. He can shoot the ball. He finishes well. High IQ. He's a great player. KP doesn't fit the mold. He's breaking the mold. You don't see 7-3 players dribble like that. MB doesn't dribble like KP does. I watched this, an 11-minute video you go on YouTube, and it's called Chris Asperzinga's footwork. It's just like fantastic footwork. And it just shows clips from this year of his great footwork. He has post moves. He's able to, he has like a spin layup move. And he's seven foot three. Like who does spin layups, driving spin layups? He does spin dunks. He does all types of things with his footwork. That's so impressive to me. So I think the Knicks are in a good place if we could properly build around him. And I think we can because I think Frank is a great piece. A lot of people are not sold on Frank. I'm so glad we took Frank over Dennis Smith Jr. You won't find many Knicks fans to say that. I will tell you why. Frank Nilakina right now at this point is 19 years old. He was 18 years old when he drafted him. He will play his entire second year at 20 years old. If we draft Mikhail Bridges, he will be nearly two years older than Frank Nilakina, and he will be a rookie in the NBA. So he's just very raw right now. You saw the defensive potential. If you watch the right highlights, you'll see that he's starting to get his jumper. He's doing things. And in the last six weeks, he's bulked up a lot. When he got drafted last year, he was playing in France. We drafted him. He went right back to France to play in the playoffs. Came over, had the whole media circus because he got drafted, went straight to the summer league. He didn't have time to actually lift and work on his actual body to get thicker because he's so skinny. We didn't make the playoffs this year. He's been lifting since then continuously right. until the summer league. He's going to fill out. He's going to be able to get to the rim a little better because of that. And he's a smart, high IQ, unselfish, defensive-oriented player. So well, you he, think you're happy because you're trusting the process. Yes, I, and I am trusting the process, but all in all, I think that he projects better in terms of what we need. Dennis Smith makes more sense in Dallas because they're transitioning into an era where they won't have a primary score. Dirk is gone. They're going to need someone that's going to score 20 a night, right? But what's going to end up happening for us is Frank might give us – not next year. I think year three is his important year. Like, you know, he has enough seasoning. If he could give us 14-7 and seven with second-team All-NBA defense by the time he's 23, that is fine by me. I, I don't need more than that because KP is going to give us 24 a night. Right, we have fine scores. fine by you if you guys keep up the same same record that you've had? That, Absolutely uh, been going up. You know what, though? We made progress, in my opinion, because we were – with Melo, we got the eight last year. And without Melo, we have the, the nine this year. So our record didn't change much when we right. moved past. Now, people are going to say all types of things about Melo. Melo was scoring 22 points a game for us, right? So we moved on from a 22-point-per-game score, and we still won about the same amount of games. With the younger players, we were transitioning staff. I think David Fisdale, look, do I think he was the perfect fit? I, I might have taken Budenholzer. But in terms of – actually – he is a better fit than Budenholzer because he likes to use stretch fours, right? Now, if you watch Mark Gasol, Mark Gasol, before David Fisdale got there, attempted two three-pointers this whole season. The first season with David Fisdale, he attempted 168 threes, and he hit him over 35%. He sets up players to shoot good, and Chris Hasperzinger is a natural shooter. You're going to put him in those positions. Also, he's very good at getting players into the mid post. Porzingis has a very bad tendency of posting up about 17 feet out towards, like, outside the elbow and taking a spin jumper from 20 feet. If we could press him down and Fisdale could say, hey, listen, man, this is where you need to be, that helps him. And Fisdale's very good at helping guards finish. Moutier is, is, is horrible. I hate Moutier. But if he could finish, he wouldn't be horrible because he gets to the rim and he finishes at under 50% between one to two feet. 
How do you make less than 50% of your shots between one to two feet? And you're in the NBA, (laughs) right? Or maybe not under. It's like 53, but most players make 60, 70%, right? So even rookies don't do that bad. So if Fisdale could fix his finishing abilities, that'll be good. This is basketball one-on-one for you guys. Yeah, You know, this is where my manalytics come in. I think there's certain things. Like, it's not all statistical. And then lastly, I want to say this. Hopefully we can move up. I would love either Michael Porter Jr. or Wendell Carter. I don't care which one we get. I think Mikhail Bridge is also a good piece because he could fill yeah, in I mean, immediately Mikhail uh, Bridges right? it seems like that's who we're likely going to get but you got to understand that there's eight teams in front of us and there's not eight competent front offices in front of them us one of them is going to make might, might make a mistake right when's so the, when's the NBA draft the uh, soon soon I think is in the 20 I'll look it up real is quick it this month? yeah it is this month it's actually very close to the end of the finals I think it's the 23rd something so, like so that. when do you like with the timetable how long does uh, Fizdale have to make the playoffs when do you guys expect to be you I'm going to tell you something way in the future but when do you expect to be a contender first of all I don't think it's way in the future um, I'm going to say it like this I think we have a new regime right we have uh, a new president and a new GM and everything like we just got Scott Perry and we're changing everything I think they're all on the same page. They understand they have a common goal. They understand. And what's important that a lot of people don't know is that Dolan, the worst owner in the history of sports. All right, Donald Sterling exists. So the second worst. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. So you guys know my you you know my pain, right? A horrible owner, right? But recently he said, I'm done trying to rush the rebuild. He actually said, I'm buying into a full rebuild. Let's take our time. So he's having patience for the first time in his life. So I'm optimistic. I think this year we suck. The year after this, we could sneak into the playoffs, and the year after that is when we could start really five, Making six, right, four so seeds, right? We'll get into this topic now. Mm. What are your chances of LeBron coming to New York? Five, <laughs> ten. I think we always give us it's a on chance. The table, you're Let me okay. say it's always on the table because of this. One, greatest market in the world. Two, his kids and his wife will love it because they have their own interests as well. Three, uh, Chris Stapps is a heck of a player if he's healthy to want to play with. A bunch of other supporting cast as well. But with that all being said, he loves the garden. He yeah. loves the Mecca, right? right. So if, if you could really tell someone, listen, you're going to come here, you get to play at Madison Square Garden What's every day. Playground? Yeah, he it's always says this, right? You know what? F you, LeBron. You dig you're not the king of New York, but <laughs> I like you. You should come. You could be the king of New York. I would, I would love the LeBron to... Uh, and I think I think LeBron has a lot to teach every young player, yeah, right? Does, Frank and KP and Moutier and whoever we draft, hopefully it's Porter Jr. I'm, I'm a high-risk, high-reward guy. Yeah. I want Michael Porter Jr. We'll talk about that. That's how I feel. So I think, you know, I don't think he's going to come. Is it on the table? Yeah. Why not? What I was saying is, uh, shout-out to one of my favorite podcasts, Desu Samiro, were saying if LeBron can come here and literally just take him to, like, the first or second round of the playoffs, people, would, fr- people would freak out. I mean, if he mm. comes here and he's successful, I mean – He'd have the entire city in the. It'd be so hard to do. No no New York, bro. No New York fans. They'd be like, they'd be like, oh, he took us a second round, huh? But you've been in the playoffs for uh, finals for eight straight years, really? I don't think so, bro. I I I would be like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, I would be like that, dude. Um, It's LeBron. Yeah. Nah, but you know what though? The Noah contract is really we're done. It's not happening. All right, the Noah contract, because that in itself would be three good role players that you could sign, all wrapped up in one guy that doesn't play. Yeah. Okay, so once his contract, that's why I'm saying next this couple year will be whatever. The year after will be okay. It's that year after that because his his contract expires in uh, the end of 2020. When that frees up and there's a lot of good free agents that year, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So where are we falling on the block? Can I? I just want to say this. You got you. You actually stopped talking when I said it. I don't anticipate this happening, but just to throw it out there, I think it'd be a lot of fun in my head just to see LeBron, Devin Booker, Josh Jackson, and DeAndre Ayton play on the same team. It'll never happen, but I think that'd be so fun to watch. I don't. I, uh, why would it be so fun, bro? I'm gonna be honest. Just with you, the, I don't even think the Suns are in his mind. I don't think so. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's actually gonna. Go I don't there, think he. I don't think he knows the Suns are an NBA organization. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I really don't. So he's not going to – now you're saying Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson did over the last two months improve his numbers a lot. He saw right. the three-point come around. I do. I believe in Josh Jackson. I don't believe in him maybe as much as some do, but I do believe in him. Okay. Devin Booker, heck of a player, right? Um, how much has he grown in that third year this year? You know, you could talk about it. Uh, and then you're saying DeAndre Ayton. That's a question mark. Now, LeBron James is a 33-year-old man with three children he's and a wife. Why do I want to hang out with 21 and 22-year-olds all day? Very true. Bro, I don't even like hanging out with – Six, I mean, 18-year-olds, and I'm only 23. I don't want to hang out with people that are 18 or 19. So, 
I'm just saying. I, I think he's mature. I think, you right. know. So, uh, let me ask you this. Why is LeBron, besides lifestyle, why is LeBron, the hype of LeBron going to the Lakers such a big deal? Because I, I can't seem to understand. I don't see the Lakers okay. being as close as some people think they are. Now, he already owns a home. Right. In LA, yeah, uh, he's a mogul, right? Now basketball. you're saying besides lifestyle, you got to get in the mind of, of of LeBron. I think he understands in most fans' mind, in most fans, he is the second best of all time, and in most minds, he'll never become number one. Obviously, there's plenty of people that think he's the best. There's plenty of people that think he's trash. Whatever. Change with the turnover. Right, but what I'm saying is generally, right? A lot of people say you know he's one or two. Right. What more does LeBron have to prove in terms of winning championships basketball? Being the Warriors again. Right? If he could do that, if he could beat the Warriors. But I'm saying, let's say for the rest of his career he doesn't. Would you really think any less of LeBron? No, he's accomplished so much. You would think more of him if he was able to do it. But I think he's accomplished so much that he might say, uh, I don't know. Let me just try to go over here. Let me focus on my brand, my life after basketball. Do I think that? No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think the Lakers have a good chance either, personally. But I'm saying I think the lifestyle thing does matter. And he talks about his kids, his kids, right, his, kids. his kids. And that's respect, bro. And that's another thing. That's why I respect LeBron so much. You don't really see stuff in the in the news about him doing anything slimy. I mean, obviously, there are those rumors whatever. But you never really see it much. So it, I think he's just a good guy. But the fact that he's going to put his family first, I don't, I don't buy that 100%. I think he might give them a choice. Right. But to me... Right, we're going to LeBron train. I'm gonna tell you, man. I've been talking to my to Billy here about this, where I think he's gonna do, go. And I've been telling Billy for about a week and a half now, so he knows. You're, you guys might start seeing it now on ESPN and stuff, but I think Boston is the best possible place. I think so too. From a pure, from a pure. First of all, before I talk about Boston, let's talk about all the other major options. So we just said the Lakers. I don't think so, right? Just real quick, and you alluded to it though, also. LeBron's got, gotten into, you know, he's, uh, I believe he's either directing or producing a film. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so yeah. many opportunities for him in Los Angeles to be a mogul, like to be more than I'm going to tell you something, though. He could live in Sri Lanka, and, and he's LeBron. He could That's still true. be a mogul. It's just kind of how I feel. He did it from Cleveland, right? He yeah. did it these past four years from Cleveland. So, what, do you think about the, what do you think about the Spurs? I think the Spurs could be a fun option. If for Pop him. was continuing to coach, Pop has said that he's not going to coach might past twenty twenty. Now you know what? Absolutely, LeBron loves the mobility, and I think that makes sense because I think if you he get Kawhi, if you get Kawhi, LeBron, and and Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge with Pop, because Pop takes players that's that are, a are team, that's a that's a that's big a, three. How many more times do you anticipate him moving? Because if he goes to San Antonio, I don't think he stays past Pop. But why why does it matter if he moves? I'm just saying I don't know if he wants to start with another franchise. Well, I think th- I'm not saying I would have a problem with it. I just don't know if he'd want to start fresh with another coach, another. another yeah, he's not gonna want to move his know? kids around that That's much. Exactly. I think that might be. That comes the whole thing of. Two I think wherever I he know, goes, man. he wants to either end his career in, or there's an outside chance of him maybe going a year to Cleveland to finish in Cleveland. I don't think that he'll go yeah. somewhere then somewhere else. I think unless it's. What do cha- What do you think about him staying in Cleveland? We mentioned this last episode. Staying in Cleveland, and now the front office helping him out and bringing some people in to help him. You know, to how? Help out LeBron. But how? You got J.R. Smith. Man. You got J.R. Smith under contract. Strapped. A I mean, big money. Tristan look, Thompson. I big, mean, there's big money in Thompson. Big yeah. money in Jr. A lot of a lot of just bad money all over the place. Kevin Love, you could flip pieces. You could flip. But this is the this is the overall problem here, right? LeBron, as much as I love LeBron, might have too much say in what happens in that right. front office, okay? So when they did all these trades in the middle of the deadline, and he got Rodney Hood, and he got all these pieces that he ended up getting, he was hype. I remember seeing the thing, the headline, yep. we got an effing squad, yeah. and he was happy. Yep. And now you look at him now, he's complaining, he's frustrated. So when he was in Miami, when he had his best team, when they were putting the right pieces around him, he would try to suggest things. He wanted certain people drafted, things like that. Pat Riley wasn't having it. The Godfather wasn't having it. So You have to see that, that, that it's become a problem you paid jr smith yeah. this much money now yeah. you're in a bond. and, I, and yeah. you know what i'm not saying at the end of the day he is supposed to use his voice to get the things he wants it is you as a front office it's your responsibility to overshadow and to say listen i know you're a player we love you but this is my job this right. is what i have to do so to me i blame the Cavs. i don't blame lebron i blame the Cavs for doing the trades yeah, whatever it doesn't matter even if he asked specifically for those players it is your job to know that they don't fit or is your job to make the the better deal or to not do it right that is your job not his okay so all right, let's talk about it, right? So, first of all, John Robinson ain't going to Portland, right? He said that last show, or like, right? It's, 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 he's not going to Portland. I'm sorry. Okay. They don't have the money for it either. And it's just the small market. He's not going to Portland. His kids are not going to school in Oregon. 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right, but you know what? I do like it. I, th- I think it would be cool, but it's not happening. All right. So where are the other places? Houston. Strapped for cash. They got to sign Chris Paul. They got to get back Clint Capella. It's going to be very difficult. Gonna, I don't think they're going to get back. Clint I don't Capella. think he's going to get. I don't think he's going to Houston. All right. So I. I, I and apparently he hates Houston. Houston. I don't think that would be the be, say all. You know, be all of it. All right. So that's another one that people bring up. People are saying Golden State. Time. I'll never watch basketball again. I'm skipping that one. People are saying what else? What, what about Washington? What? Scott Brooks. I don't see it. You know that's interesting, but again, they're strapped for cash. They're, they're giving yeah. they gave them max. Well, it to, to be a sign and trade again, yeah. like we, we were. All right, so about I was it. saying pretty yeah. much everything would have to be a sign and trade. But what are the other likely teams? I'm trying to think. Cavs, well, he could stay. Uh, whatever. We're I not. I mentioned you earlier oh. about the possibility of him going to Boston, as you said. But right. you know the Oklahoma whole Kyrie City. situation, I think, is a big now a big hump for him. What do you think about them trading the for a guy like Dane? Let me tell you guys. To bring in Braun. Let me tell you guys, I don't think that it would be an issue, Kyrie and LeBron. Now, th- this past All-Star game, we saw them. They were sitting next to each other. They're laughing. They're joking. You, They were having a good old time. I think that it's very frustrating when you're working somewhere, which is what it is. This is basketball is their job. When you're working somewhere and your boss sucks and your CEO sucks and your coworkers suck, and you and this one guy are carrying the load, and sometimes you're going to butt heads because you yeah. don't agree with who should be carrying how much of the load. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to Boston, we have Jason Tatum, we have Jalen Brown, we have Al Horford, we have Brad Stevens, we have Danny Ainge, we have draft picks. Why can't we get along? Because in my eyes, if you're going to go to Boston, it's the best possible basketball situation because Kyrie's already upset that he's not the man because this is Brad Stevens' team, okay? They went to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals without two superstars. That star of that team is the coach, okay? So Kyrie is already upset. He wants to be the man. Why not try to bring in LeBron? Now no one's the man. There's three people here that are quote-unquote the man. Just like Shaq, Kobe, and Phil Jackson. They were all the man. Did it work long-term? No. But, hey, if LeBron... And, and Kyrie got a three-peat out of it, and then they ended up splitting ways again. I don't think they'd be too upset about it. Because it's a fun documentary, too. It would be <laughs> probably the third greatest 30 for 30 of all time. And I don't know. All I'm saying is this, man. They could trade Gordon Hayward, Ubisili, if that's how you say his name, and Marcus Morris, and the numbers match up perfectly. Okay? Now, Cleveland, if LeBron walks, is getting nothing. Why wouldn't they say Damn, Gordon Hayward, you know, maybe injured, whatever. We're getting something. It's better than nothing. We're getting something. That's the thing. That's the thing. um, You have to to be inside. It's not their choice, though. They're going to just let him walk for free then? Exactly. If you can get anything, you're going to take anything. Yeah, you you know, you take the kettle cooked chips. Does LeBron want to give Cleveland anything? Because if he wants to go to contender, a contender, he's more than likely going to have. To I don't think. I don't think his his he's not thinking about them at all. He doesn't care what happens to them at all. His right. thing is, I'm gonna put myself in the best position, but I'm not gonna hurt myself to hurt them. Like yeah. if it helps them to help him, he'll do it. You right. know. So I just think that all the logical places, like even Philadelphia, a lot of people say Philly, right? And beat is injury prone. I think this whole past thing with the front office. Is- well, now they're gonna. I guarantee. I I give 85 percent chance they bring in David Griffin. Okay. And him that and helps. I think that helps their chances. It does. Him and David. Yeah. Has to pick his GM. Yeah. I. I, I think yeah. him and David Griffin are very close. They'll probably bring in David Griffin. It's but crazy that player has this much pull. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that, what? That's the thing in Boston. He's not gonna. That, no, that's Boston, what would help Kyrie that. with him getting around with Kyrie is no one. He wouldn't have the shots that much. That's yeah. But Nobody. that's not. That's Nobody's not the, the thing with Kyrie, bro. Kyrie wanted to be the man on the court. He wanted to be. Now, do we? Now, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, A, he's not the man in Boston, so he's going to get traded again if that's the case. But maybe he's the man on the court, right? He's playing. But with that being said, when I watched those interviews, I got the feeling that he wanted to empower himself and everything like that. But a lot of what he said, too, was that he felt like he wasn't in a position where he could continue to grow, which in my eyes felt as if he was saying, not that I needed the boiler time. LeBron's here. He's going to leave. I'm going to be stuck with this team. I, I, I can't that. grow. I think, look, I and, think Kyrie saw the future with this. And he also said, right, I thirst for an intellectual coach. He said something along those lines, his right. goofy ass. He does that. He's weird, okay? <laughs> he's supremely talented. He's an oddball, okay? But he said, I, 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 I thirst for an intellectual coach. Tyron Lue... Right, I don't. I I think we'll learn what he's worth next year once LeBron it's leaves. Like such a fish. And probably Kevin and Kev, probably Kevin Once they're gone, it. we'll see. But from what I see, I I don't think he makes great adjustments. His lineup rotations are odd. I just don't think he's the best coach. And I could imagine. And they said they don't practice. Remember that got out earlier in the year. They don't practice. Yeah. They don't practice. What are you talking about? Well, no one really practices. All right, but you're gonna you're them. gonna get together as a team, shoot around. You're gonna do something, watch yeah. film, discuss plays. They don't do anything. So with yeah. that being said, I just think that with a more stable organization and a, and a, and a, and a great head coach and good pieces around them, because like I just said, if you trade away Gordon Hayward. 
he's he's 28 years old. You're still keeping your 19, your 20 year old Tatum and your 21 year old Brown. You keep your Horford, who's your veteran presence. You have LeBron, who's a veteran presence. You have Kyrie, who's a dynamic scorer. You obviously are gonna have team defense. You don't even give up Marcus Smart. You don't give us Marcus Smart. You keep your defender. You got Terry Rozier. Like it's such a good team. Mm-hmm. If he goes there and that trade were to happen, and they still have picks to either bring in one more person uh-huh. or wait it out and continue to build. So once LeBron declines, they still have a team. Before, These next few weeks are gonna be fun. It's so gonna be much so fun. fun. So much fun. You have to look at the domino effect i mean kevin love is is he gonna move or not with with i think he goes regardless i think he goes goes regardless regardless? yeah um so what about these two other opportunities i want to talk about this before we move on from lebron what about oklahoma city and what about new orleans because those are two that other people are talking about hold on before you answer that have you seen the thing with new orleans going on right now they're talking about uh ad going going to to golden State State for clay and Draymond. Draymond. yeah Yeah. so okay i think that is something that people are just stirring up just because the conversation is good let me tell you something Writers have to make a living, man. Writers have to make a living. <laughs> Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are impeccable players. I love and respect both of their games, especially for Screw specifically Draymond what Green. they do. Right? I, I don't know why you hate listen, him. He's I, the most annoying I get player it. in sports. All right, but if he played but for your sports. team, you would love him. That's no, the thing. I really wouldn't. He's like I, I don't Smart. think I would. I don't I think, like that. I think I, he's not even close to Marcus Smart. You I'm know what? His attitude, that's what he no, is. He's a defensive grind it out. It's not even close. So if he played, if he played, who's your favorite basketball team? I don't have a favorite team. You know this. If he, I'm a LeBron fan. I can't compare it to football, but he's just a guy that when he's on the court, he's the swag of that team. No, oh, I could compare it. I could compare. He not? He's not the swag. The guy scores seven points a it's, game. It's he's like not the swag so does of the Marcus team. Smart. It's like it's it's not the swag of the team. It's like in hockey where you have an enforcer. That's exactly. what he is. When you play a sport, no, bro, he's when the you most play a sport, player in all yes, sports. When you right? hit a three, when you're up by eleven points with two minutes left in overtime, and you turn around and when you, if he's on my team, I'd love it. Act like you secured the bag. When you, when you. Played, listen, listen, it. listen. When you played football, and you look to the left of you, and the, and 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 there's someone on the other side of the line, and they're chirping, they're chirping, they're getting on your nerves. It's frustrating. Yeah. Okay. That DN just. I remember one time. That's you, man. I don't get bothered by that stuff. All right, that's cool. I try to phase it out too, but some people would say, right, that chirpy guy. Most people are affected by it. When someone chirps and they're talking and they're being annoying, it's just like, yo, get away from me. Get. Mm. It's frustrating. You get like riled up. Draymond's doing that. I think it's his competitive nature in a sense as he knows yeah. he could get an edge if he could get in your mind a little bit. Even the way it makes me but so if mad. You don't think, bro, yeah. he's such an ugly but if you dude. don't think Golden State is substantially better with him on that team, you're kidding yourself. I think he adds like eight to defense, ten wins. I think he's like eight to ten wins. I'll give you that. That's that's a big that's a deal. Big they weren't I'm even the one seed at, this year. Talent, bro. I'm coming at I this guy's the most annoying person in all of So are you separating his personality from his basketball ability? Because that's what it sounds like. I don't know, bro. Because at the same time, like I think it works. It works to his advantage I think on the court. Obviously, one of the defensively best that, but he also stretch. He can hit a three. He's not a three point. Ah, he can. No, he can. He can. He can. All right, let me he, tell you something. Can. Though his number has dropped. Though I think he's shooting under thirty percent for the mm-hmm. season. Before KD arrived, he was very good at hitting the three because he was more in a rhythm. Right. He used the to average. Player, he used to average almost point. twelve to thirteen points a game. I think he's averaging six or seven now, right? Yeah, so, so once KD came, it kind of messed his flow up in the placement of him on the court. They use him in different ways on the sets. KD kind of took a lot of the place of what he used to do as a forward. So that's why he so he can shoot, but he's not shooting it like he used to. He also wasn't very great defensively, I thought in the finals. Personally, just the eye test. I could I be wrong. I didn't see I the metrics. I did, not see, I did not even feel him as a presence mm-hmm. in the finals, except for him being annoying. Well, the only time you have to really look back is the year that Cleveland won. He goes out, and what happens? The entire complexity of the of the finals changes. The guy's an important piece. He's a championship piece on a championship team. I probably heard, isn't he opting out? Is, he, he not, no, okay, know. so he can accept an extension, but he's not accepting the extension because in this upcoming season, if he either A, is MVP not happening, B, DPOY could happen, could happen. or C, all NBA first, second, or third team, which again, could happen, it, it's happened before, that. then he's eligible for a Supermax, which means oh. he could get the $205 million. Only, only in Golden State. Though. Only in Golden How does State. How Supermax deal All right, so that, right, first of all, okay. you need to have the designations, one of those three that I just told you within the, the last year you have to make, either the last year or the last two years. Uh, Who just missed it this year? Someone just missed it. I think DeMarcus is going to miss it because he tore his knee, his Achilles. Yeah, I think it was DeMarcus or Dame or, Dame or somebody like that. It might Anyways. Dame was first team, wasn't he? Yeah, Dame no, was first Dame team. Then. No, yeah, Dame was first team this year. But, uh... Where were but we how does the money work? Is, oh, it, is yeah. it a so, position type of deal? No, like no, no. So as, as long as you get that designation, if you're any of those three things, MVP, DPOY, or All-NBA, you designate for a Supermax. So right now, Draymond Green, if he were to sign the Supermax at the end of his contract, in his age 34 season, would be getting paid $51 million. Okay? Right. They are not going – well, 
I'm not going to say they're not going to give it to him, but personally, I don't feel as if they will, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's an excellent interval part of the team. But $51 million for a 34-year-old Draymond who's already not athletic, you you should anticipate that his decline is, 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 is going to come a little sooner. Not saying that he can't be helpful to a team, but right. not to this capacity. Mm-hmm. Okay? Also including that Kevin Durant is coming back to Golden State because they have Durant. the money of Kevin Durant. Now, wait, hold on. Can we talk about this? Did you guys see the parade and, and that joke that they made about Kevin Durant? Yeah, that was yes. funny. It's yes. a little, it was funny. It's a little, I don't know, man. I would be kind of upset about that. Look, Listen, the only reason why they signed him was because they didn't want him in OKC. I agree. They didn't want to go through him, so join him. It not wasn't. Mention, though, I don't think they win both finals if KD's not there. I don't either. I don't, I don't either. think they win. I don't know if they get past Houston, and I don't know think Cleveland bet both years I don't I listen hypotheticals whatever I guess we can't really speak on them with that being said I'm just I think Draymond I don't think he deserves a super max I think he deserves a max if not you know something around there someone's gonna offer him a max Mm -hmm. just just to make it spicy right so the Warriors the the Warriors best case scenario is offer him somewhere between a max and a super max think he's coming to New York all right Draymond Draymond? no don't come to New York he doesn't fit with us because then we have to slide KP come to New York at this point because the Knicks are so bad like just come like try to do something you don't want to get the books all locked up again because you got Joakim locked up but also the super max this is what Kawhi's looking at in San Antonio you can't trade him I fully believe it's a the first two years if you sign a super max, I didn't know that trade. there's a no trade be. clause okay. included in the super max I never so knew Kawhi's that, so. looking at that with San Antonio and if he leaves he's leaving 80 million dollars on the, on, the, on the table he's gonna get that super max they're gonna offer it to him if he decides to leave San Antonio this is what I want dollars. people to understand though about that is that he's leaving 80 million dollars on the table but let's say he goes to a large market you're getting yeah, that 80 million yeah. back it's you're getting more than the 80 million back okay the endorsements the the the, the publicity you get right. if you go to a New York or LA or Chicago yeah, or Miami now nah, the taxes suck but if uh, there's no taxes in Texas, right? There's no taxes no, in Texas. No, there is. It's just not as much. There's zero. No, there's. I thought there was no income tax. There's. In Texas. There's no. No state. No state, state income tax. tax in yeah. So well. they still get federal, but. Nice. But for them, that's tens of millions of dollars, I know. right? Exactly. So yeah, it must be nice. For uh, us, it's. Then to me. Quickly touch pizza pie. Quick, quickly touch in Oklahoma City and uh. Oh, yeah. in, uh not at Oklahoma City now. Are you really gonna tell me that Russell Westbrook's gonna say, "Yeah, here, take the ball out of my hand"? Well, LeBron yeah, said he wants it. to be off Paul. All right, but which you, just makes it a little interesting. But I don't think he wants to play with someone like Russ who has a they're reputation. Just so stagnant. Of, yeah. Has a reputation of. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something. Again, being a no show in the playoffs. I like Russ. I think Russ is a heck of a player. I think he's supremely talented. I think all his problems are fixable. All right, his problem is. Oh, his problems are fixable. Yes, with a good coach. All right, because if you watch Russell Westbrook, he has the ball in his hands. He passes to Paul George. And instead of cutting, instead of setting a screen, instead of <laughs> instead of looping, he's standing there. He puts his. He puts his uh, oh, he puts his hands on his knees, right? He puts his hands on his knees, and since he put his hands on his knees, he's just watching the ball, right? Right. So I don't. It makes the offense very stagnant, and that's his biggest issue in that sense. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think that works. Right. And what was the other one? And then we'll move on. New Orleans. I hope so, but I don't think so. The money stuff. Just yeah. real quick, no, no, just don't think about it too much. Shot in the dark. Your life's on the line. Million dollars on the table that you could lose. If you had to place any bet, where's LeBron ending up? L.A. Boston. All right, there you go. It would, renew, it would renew the – if he went to fun. L.A. and he ended up taking down the Warriors, would renew the whole Laker-Celtics. Ask, ask, Celtics. ask yeah, me two weeks ago, I'd say Philly. The only reason Philly kind of fell out for me was because if he, they, he goes to Philly, he doesn't, he doesn't have that shooter because J.J. Redick yeah, wouldn't be able yeah. to read sign. Yeah. And LeBron loves having a three-point shooter. So. Right. Let's get into uh, MLB a little bit. We want to talk about um, DeGrom disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro. I watched the whole. I watched. I watched the whole game. It's just. It's so frustrating because you watch it, and and it's amazing how he's able to compartmentalize and go out there and, and pitch such a great game when game after game gets zero run support. And you, and you saw this. He goes out there, puts together a gem every day. And Todd Frazier said in the post game interview, he's like, I walked up to his locker and I was like, Listen, Jake, like I'm sorry. I don't know why we can't score runs for you. And it's everybody. We had a chance to sweep the New, uh, New York Yankees with the pitching that we had. We just Wind's had no. Yeah, sorry about the win. We had a chance to sweep the New York Yankees, but there's just no run support, and it's just so frustrating. Um, and it's it, it just makes me up because he should win the Cy Young, and the the fewest amount of wins for a Cy Young winner was 13, and it was won by Felix Hernandez, I believe. Degrom, I don't know how many starts he has this year, mm-hmm. but he's four and two with a 1.5 ERA. It's unbelievable. Do you know how bad your team has to be? I think he should be four. Uh, two and four. I think. No, it's four, four and two. two. Okay. The they Mets started out four and zero, oh, and then they blew the two. His last two. nine starts, he has an ERA under one, and the Mets are two and seven. Yeah, yeah. he should be undefeated right now. Yeah. He should be undefeated, maybe a loss or two. Now, none of it, them coming recently, obviously, but he right. should be. 
I don't know how many I don't know how many starts he's so had, but honestly, you, as a Met fan, I am I'm sick and tired of it because if you look at him and Syndergaard right there, yeah, there are two aces on your roster. Forget about Matts, even though he's coming around a little bit. Wheeler, he's a good, Wheeler, I, I Wheeler's well. inconsistent. He's a bumpy road to me. Mm. Lugo, bro, Lugo is Lugo's awesome. Been awesome. Lugo's awesome. Well, that's you what, take those three guys. Man, that's what Harvey some, was supposed to be. Yeah. Put some hitting to it and think about how many more wins we have. Think yeah. about the dis- different type of discussion we are having today. This is what I want to say: is that you're gonna most likely trade one of them, right? But I for wouldn't. M- I wouldn't either, and this is I why wouldn't. I wouldn't, right? Is because I think you guys have two aces, and and clearly you you guys believe that there's one more that could potentially pop out of what you have, and it reminds me of the Atlanta Braves of we the '90s. Of, we have a lot of prospects. I'm just yeah, it, it it reminds me it reminds me of the Atlanta Braves in the '90s. Now in the in the late '80s and early '90s, they only had. Um, Glavin and Smoltz, and they were again knocked out early in the playoffs and whatnot. Once they brought on that third ace in Maddox, once he left the Cubs, right over their tenure together, when they all three of them pitched together, seventy percent of their starts ended with two earned runs or less. Okay, when you have that type of stability for three games out of every five, it just gives your bats a confidence to say, "All right, we had one or two home runs, we're probably going to win." Yeah. It gives you you some type of you know basis, right? And they what they wouldn't. Seven Cy Youngs, like I think in seven straight years, one of the three pitchers won a Cy Young, something crazy you know, like that. So, being a Met fan, I told you this, Bill. A lot of Met fans live off of, oh, you know, we should be good. We we were in the World Series in 2015, yeah. three years ago. Here's my thing, man. We've had this pitching staff. This is this is why I wouldn't trade. We've had this pitching staff. Yeah, father's just saying that. For three to for what over three years now, and every year these guys have gotten better. And why hasn't it not once crossed your mind? To help them out a little bit mm-hmm. for the past three years. Every year they're getting better. DeGrom, well, I'm gonna every be year is getting better. I'm going to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, and older too, man. They need to do it now. Here's, here's the problem. They, I'll give the, uh, they haven't helped as much as they could, but we brought in Jay Bruce, who at the time was leading the MLB yes, in RBIs. I'm happy with that move. You but brought in Cespedes, who, is, who, when he came, carried us to the World Series You know what? Year. Yeah, they so tried. Daniel Murphy, they so have Daniel tried. Murphy, and we didn't but get Daniel I, Murphy. I'm going to be honest with you. It breaks my heart. I think we got to move DeGrom. Our farm system is completely degraded. Can I just say something quickly? He's about to be he's Let 29. Me, we have him under control for two more years. And then what, he's going to walk because he's sick of watching his team. You can trade him next year. You can still well, get a I'm lot of value him. next year. As long year. as you have him, you have a chance to win. You, this, is, this is why I say don't trade him. And because, you said, he's under contract for two more years. You could always trade him towards the deadline next year because a team will always need an ace. right? His, it's exactly. not like his value is going to disintegrate. The team that wins the World Series every year tends to have had, the best yeah. You need right. to have at so least. why are you going to ditch the So what I'm going to say is this. You look at baseball. When did the Astros win the World Series? Last year. Last year, yeah. Three years ago, weren't they the worst team in the MLB? Yeah, three three picking, straight years, yeah. they had over 100 losses. So what I'm saying is if you have the proper farm system and you have the proper pieces, sometimes it ends up clicking. And you go and you look back, right, the Royals played you guys. How are the Royals doing this year? They're terrible. They're terrible. They're what I'm saying is off worse than two to three to four years in the MLB can change some a team. And you know what it is? Change. A change. Absolutely. Baseball is not as much about the star yeah. power and the roster as right. much as the camaraderie. How does about, um, how does it fit? How does it fit? Yeah, and you know how the, how the, how consistency pretty much? And obviously you will need stars and, and a lot of times you know will need star pitchers especially right so do i think you should trade him before you have to no and i know Senegar is what 25 is it i think he's 25 or 26 25 or 26 so this Mats is, is right around the same so now this is your problem is Syndergaard now is is done with arbitration he's going to enter free agency i think he has no he doesn't have 6 years well, of service first, yet he's on the he doesn't team. have he's 6 not even years playing right now okay like now there easily yeah, i don't i don't i don't think he's yeah wasn't it blisters He's yeah, got like turned into a little like surgery on his. Yeah, side. but you know, to me, that's that's not like a a, a career threatening. No, I'm just saying right fun. now, I'm not I'm not saying he's an injury uh, problem. I'm just saying he's not he's going little, along with the whole frustration. A little yeah. bit, a little okay, bit. At the end of the day, you look at this this roster, and there's two to three positive things on this team, and two of the three, there probably three, but two of them are Degrom and Syndergaard. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The only and Lugo. We have. I mean, Lugo's That's probably number two three. three. But yeah, yeah, Lugo's definitely, obviously, come along and he's definitely put a spark in us. But um, you said, you know, you said Seth Smith carried us for you know to the World Series that year. Yeah. Right. Okay. But in the past three years, he's missed a whole season with. So injuries. who's trading for him? I'm, I'm asking. What do you want? I think to do? anybody would trade for him. Nobody is trading. He's played like he's not playing enough baseball, and I think there is. Didn't you sign him a, a deal that every year you get to opt in or opt out of? With him, no. or that he, was he, so. he's able to opt out after this year. He signed his he re upped with us. I'm just, last year. I, dude, he's not honestly, gonna opt out. Know, I'm just frustrated. Know. I'm just frustrated because I, mean, I gotta up, see something, man. And up I, and down the list, I mean, Jay Bruce, who was again leading the league in RBIs two years ago, is batting 216, 
has three. It's home a New runs. York Met thing, bro. Like, there's no getting out of this. Conforto, We're, this is a New York Met curse. Every you come to New York to either um, get injured or to be a watch scrub and then go and yeah. then watch your career end or go and be a scrub uh, star somewhere else. Bring back Terry. Bring back Terry. Bring back how great was that? Bring really? back Terry. Did you see the video? Yes. Yeah, how great was that video? I got me fired up. But um. I don't know. I will say a couple positives for me. Dom Smith came up the other day. He splashed the leather a little bit. Whatever. He looks good. Don't whatever. You got to look for some <laughs> kind of positivity. I've seen him play already. I'm not impressed. I mean, guy he looks good. The guy came up days. out of shape. Shows me he doesn't care. He lost right 25 away. pounds. Have you seen him play recently? He no. looks great. He looks great. He's come up. Uh, I love Brandon Nimmo. Ahmed Rosario was doing. supposed to be the stud, but he swings at every pitch. Okay. Yeah, he has. He like has leading our team in. He uh, has no. He has no plate discipline. What, two, or maybe he does. No, his plate. So he leads our team in average. Wait, 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 wait. He leads our team in average, and please, he's batting two thirty. Please don't, please don't tell me that's that's fact. No, uh, Cabrera is the only guy ahead of him. He's batting two seventy-seven. That's that's I'm how sorry, sad guys. Yeah. yeah, that's sad. that's how sad our But it's not too. It's not. It's, you can't mail the it. Grom goes seven innings in one run. His on-base allowed. percentage is under two seventy. Dude, you can't mail it in on Smith and Rosario. Yet. No, 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 no. In, but I just, I need to Listen, see some type I think Rosario, I think Rosario is going to be a uh, very uh, Jose Reyes esque. Great in the field. He's going to be a very Jose Reyes esque to mentor him. But you get what? If you could have a great defensive shortstop, that's going to give you some pop and not pop, but uh, give you some speed and give you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have no speed on the bases, and and uh, Keith Hernandez was yeah, talking we, about it the other day. Was this team was scoring so many points off of? Um, off of uh, just base hits and getting right back into games. Now we're getting our runs from home runs, and it's just that's it's how we were last year. And it can't last. It's a historic drought. Those first twelve games that we had this year, I saw everything that we haven't been having in years. so much fun playing ball. Fun playing, playing small ball, mm -hmm. stealing, stealing bases, making the right decision when to call the bullpen, who to call in. Yeah, um, being able to come from behind, I haven't seen those things in years, yeah. and we saw them for 12 games, and we went 11 and one, and now like they're just gone mm -hmm. again. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But before we get too too frustrated, uh, mm -hmm. let's get into just some NHL real quick, because I just got to say, I wish Ovechkin has won the title every, every year, year simply because so of his a legend. Fun, he is a legend. He is a legend. So you got fun. this guy standing in left center field on the second deck. Of the national game. <laughs> holding the cup. Holding the cup. No, no, Just screw it. I'm By myself. Drunk 24-7. Yeah. Uh, breath stroking in six inches of water. Whoa. Dropping the F-bomb on national tele. I mean, come on. This I don't, is great. I don't watch much hockey, and I was talking to you guys about this earlier. Clearly, there's been two great players, right, that have dominated, at least yeah, my yeah. generation, as an outsider, right? And it's just great that after all these years, after this whole debate, he finally won. I think that's what makes it so yeah. great for him. Oh, yeah, man. So this, makes it so this great cements him. him now yeah. into the yeah. greats because yeah. he was already an unbelievable hockey player. He was kind of like KD before the ring, but he did it without leaving because, like, KD, like, was a great individual player, and we knew he could do it, but it just didn't happen. But think about how right? long Ovi, Ovi even waited longer than KD. Yeah, this is the okay. tail end of his career. Yeah. I mean, he's got yeah, yeah, yeah. Gray, gray hairs on his chinny chin. Yeah. Chin. Well, this may like be eight, different. Eight, I didn't know. Eight, yeah, well, I don't know. Something like yeah, that. So yeah, so he's a bit older. So yeah. good for him, man. Yeah. But I wish he won it every year because this is a blast watching him. I hope he stays like this forever. Yeah. No, it's 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 really good to see him break through and and get it. That's just a, I'm I'm not a huge hockey guy. I'm not gonna act like I am. Listen, he's a legend because I've never seen someone so happy and so, his so so much celebrating. You know, good for him because so. he brought out the girl. Uh, Flashing her boobs. Oh, yeah. up against the glass. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I saw that. Actually. So a... let's uh, transition a little bit into this, Eric. We just wanted to talk to you about, get to people to know a little bit more about you. So mm -hmm. um, from what I understand, or what I know, you've gone into coaching Little League, obviously, right yeah, after sir. you left high school. So yeah. can you just give us a little insight on what maybe you learned from the kids? What yeah. do you enjoy? How uh, And teaching? Just talk, kind of talk to me about what, how you approach yeah. um, the sport and influencing young children in America? Uh, I'm going to focus more on the sport than school. I'll okay. talk about school first quickly. It's just, there's it, obviously a, a big difference um, in terms of coaching and, and with teaching. Teaching, I try to be more calm, let them have more direction, let them dictate how they want to learn. Because right. um, I think if you give a kid a freedom, to, if you let him choose the topic and you let him choose, or her, I apologize, if you let the child choose the topic or let them choose how they learn, they'll be more engaged, right? But when it comes to coaching, I am a nutcase, right? So if anyone knows, I went to PC with Billy Primus Catholic Wheeler. We all went there. Coach Partridge was a, a nutcase, and that's kind of my style approach, uh, my approach of, of coaching as well. But uh, really, my, my coaching style is strictly based on um, discipline, respect, you know, I, I preach to the kids about working hard, believing in themselves. Mm -hmm. I, I always encourage the kids. I'll yell at them and get in their face. But when I'm yelling at them, I'm telling them, believe in yourself. Keep working. Trying to positively reinforce things. So, yeah, yeah we went 8-1. and one. My, The team, I played for Bogota, and we were 
ass, right? And they've been ass, right? <laughs> they were ass for a long time. So we went 8-1 and one and won the chip, and I've been recruiting, and I'm really putting my heart into it. I feel like yeah. I'm having a good impact on my community. Put a little fire under kids' ass. Yeah, listen, car, man. I – I just really the playbook. I drew the playbooks, offense and defense, by myself from scratch. Mad. Right? No, I I actually Definitely just mad. I just thought it. I'm like, yeah, you mad. know what? Maybe a player too <laughs> for man. I, but uh, it's just great <laughs> when you could really put the discipline into the kid. Because the parents come up to me. I had a mom hug me and cry and say, "I'm not moving." Because I want my son to play football for you for another two years. That's got to be serious. I'm that's not. Be, that's got to be yeah. one of the best That's what it's all about. Wow. She said, you know, you really, he opened up. He's more confident. He's doing better in school. I had another mom come up to me crying because her daughter played on the team. She goes, you know, you started my daughter. A lot of people wouldn't have done that. And I said, yeah, she had, she, she ended up, they ended up writing about her in like the, the town blog and everything because she was a great player. And like she made key plays on the goal line stops and everything. And so I've had a bunch of parents. I've had kids, kids came up to me, looked me at me. I said, yo, you're my, you're my role model. You know, big, yeah. yeah, so it's it's just rewarding in that sense. So I know I'm making a good impact. Obviously, we're winning games, but I'm also doing it the right way in terms of trying to you mm-hmm. know enhance them as individuals, make them more confident on and off the field, things like that. So, yeah, man, it's very rewarding. Like yeah, I, I appreciate that. Hopefully what? I can move on up. I want to stay in Bogota a little while, help my town. And then uh-huh. um, from there, I'm going to you know expand, see what happens. What about what have you learned through this experience? Like what from, have the, I learned? from the kids? I mean, I, I'm sure you're doing your best to impart yeah. knowledge and, and help these kids grow up. Sports are obviously a great way to do that. But yeah. what have you learned through your experience maybe from about yourself, about how kids learn? I'd always understood how sports um, – can enhance an education, enhance a community, but I think now I get to see it from a different perspective, right? So, you're Jackson. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I get to learn it from a different perspective, and I think I learn from the kids every day because, you know, they're, they're children, and obviously they have a lot to say, and all, all the time it's not, it may not be the most, you know, insightful or whatever, but they always have a lot to say, and it matters, right? So when you could, you know, listen to a kid and you could actually work with the kid, it, it means something because mm-hmm. it's easier to, to get your message across to someone that understands you. Right. It's much more difficult when a kid literally doesn't know what you're even trying to talk about and you could get it through to them. Mm-hmm. Um, as an individual, I've also just learned that I'm capable of doing things that, you know, I didn't think I was capable of doing in terms of enticing people. And, you know, right. brought out a Being lot of my better leadership qualities. Right. So right. that being said, what I could say, the, the greatest lesson of, of coaching football really is um, yeah, just the community building, man. Mm-hmm. I've had. All right, so when I first showed up, there was no one really in the stands. When I showed up to the championship game. A lot of people there, man. A lot of my students came that that they didn't know a single person on the team, and they were like, "We wanted to see you." Yeah. We wanted, to, you know, yeah. And it was nice. It was a really nice feeling. So, um, that's what I got out of it. Try to bring the whole PC community yeah. thing over there. That's awesome, man. Thanks for mm-hmm. coming, man. We had yeah, a great. I appreciate time. it. Listen, man, I would love to come back anytime you guys need me. Um, next time the Knicks are good, you know, oh, I God. would. Yeah. So 2023. We'll yeah, I was about to say we'll hit you yeah, up in a couple years. Yeah, <laughs> you let, let me know. Trust through your process, but yeah. uh, thank you, bro. Pleasure thank as you, always. Man. I appreciate you coming by. Thank you. Santiago, uh, so that was episode three for you guys. Yeah. Well, same thing as usual. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, hung up podcast. Uh, tweet us questions, any thoughts, anything you might hear. We're coming up on the dead period here, so we need some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tweet us questions. We'll answer your questions. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. We might be a little bored. So uh, thank you guys once again. Have a good rest of your week. God bless. Happy Father's Day to all fathers. Happy too. Father's Day. Thanks.